Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 8th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. And so everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God. It is unearned. We're not working to earn or deserve anything from God. We're working to believe what God believes about us so that we can become who it is that God has called us to be. He made plans for us from the foundations of the world. Our job is to find it, follow it, and finish it before we die, right? Life is simple uh, when you when you have that understanding. Matter of fact, say this by faith. Put this in the chat. Say, I will find it, follow it, and finish it. So you got to say that. Say that and believe that, that you will discover your divine purpose. You will develop in your divine purpose. You will deploy into your divine purpose, and you will get it done before you die. You will get out of you everything God deposited in you while you're in the land of the living. You will make the most of the one life that God has given you. So God is, he does everything that he does for us by grace, but in response, we do everything by faith. And so I'm going to teach you today. This is going to be so good. God's grace and our faith part 79. I take my time with these things. And then there's a series inside the series called It's Already Done. And so as we're walking through all of this, the title of today's message is Discovering Yourself. I'm going to talk, tell you today that as you discover Jesus, you will discover yourself. And as you discover yourself, you will discover what God called you to do from the foundations of the world. And then grace and peace will be multiplied unto you, and you'll be able to walk with God through the knowledge of him. So I want you to get ready to receive the word today. Discovering Jesus means you can discover yourself. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Our scriptures are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Let me get those in your, in your hearing, and then we'll get into the word. So John 1 and 14 says, the word, Jesus, became flesh, and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses. That's true. The law was given by Moses um, on tablets of stone, but grace and truth came not on tablets of stone. Grace and truth came in the form of a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, Peter says, listen, I am Simon Peter. I'm a servant, first of all. First and foremost, I'm a servant of God, and I'm called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to people who have obtained like precious faith. The same faith that Jesus had is the same faith I have. The same faith that I have is the same faith you have. And we receive this through the righteousness of God and Jesus, our Lord. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. So the, the more knowledge of him you receive, you will receive access to this grace, this empowerment for you to do what you could not do without God and a peace. When you discover Jesus, you discover yourself, you have a peace that passes all understanding, right? So it's through the knowledge of him. Um, and according as his divine power has already given unto us, say it's already done. His, his divine power has already given unto us all things that pertain to life 
all things that pertain to godliness, but we don't even, we don't get an understanding of this until we get a revelation of God. So it comes through the knowledge of him that has called us unto glory and virtue, whereby God has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. And as we believe these exceeding great and precious promises, as we believe what God believes about us, and as we live our lives in the present based on the revelation that we received about our future, we become partakers of God's divine nature. We actually, we actually get to say like, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. I am a partaker of God's divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. I'm not living like this world that is all corrupted. I am actually light in the middle of a dark, dying, and decaying world. I'm living in a, in a world that is dark, that is dying, that is decaying, and I am light and salt in the middle of this world. And so I have escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust because I am a partaker of God's divine nature. And I walk in holiness because a holy God lives inside of me. You got it? All right, so what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these four things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions, lock in, share this message if you haven't done so already, uh, and here we go. All right, number one, knowledge of God leads to knowledge of self. Knowledge of God leads to knowledge of self. When, when I was growing up in Brooklyn, um, there were a lot of people around me. Uh, this was the, in the, in the seventies and eighties. Uh, there were guys around me that, that were influenced by what they called, uh, this group was called the 5% nation. Uh, and, and they would always come up and say, Hey man, Hey brother, have you received knowledge yourself? Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't know what they was talking about, but, but, and, uh, but the point was the, their, their hook to get people into the five percenters was knowledge of self, right? Like you, you have to receive knowledge of self, my brother. And if you receive knowledge of self, then, you know, Hey God, then you are a God, my brother. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I do remember them always talking about knowledge of self. So I'm going to talk about knowledge of self this morning. And this knowledge of self comes from the knowledge of God. When Peter told us that God has already given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him, he wasn't just talking about the knowledge of God, of who, who God is. He was saying that when you get a revelation of who God is, you actually get to discover yourself. You get a revelation of who you are. The more knowledge of God you receive, the more knowledge of self you can walk in. So the continual revelation of who Jesus is provides you and I a continual revelation of who we are. And so as we're walking with God and God is walking with us, we're getting revealed knowledge and we're getting insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And God is opening up our eyes and it's almost like an onion and God is pulling back layers and layers and layers. And God is pulling back the veil and he's pulling back the curtains and we're able to see things in the spirit. And we're getting a continual revelation of who Jesus is, but the continual revelation of who Jesus is leads to a continual revelation of who you are. And so the more you walk with God, the more you know him, the more you know you, and the more you know who it is that God has called you to be from the foundations of the world. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to explain this thing this morning. When you discover Jesus, 
you discover yourself. You get to the point where you can look in yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I know who I am and I'm very comfortable being me. I am Rick Pina and I don't have to be anybody else. And I'm real. I'm only graced to be Rick Pina and the anointing only flows through the authentic. So I will walk in my authentic self. I know who I am as Jesus is. So am I in this world. When you can look at yourself and, and say, you know what, as Jesus is, so am I. Then now you're ready to start doing what it is that God has called you to do. But until then, you're not ready for it. As God revealed to Peter who he was, he was then in a position to go do what he was called to do. Your being, say this, say this out loud, or you can put it in the chat. My being must precede my doing. My being must precede my doing. If I go out there and start doing something that I'm not yet, if if, if I don't know who I am and, and my being doesn't precede my doing, then I'm going to be doing something and it's going to be fake and phony and farce. But when I know who I am and my being precedes my, I only do because I am. And so I can go do because I am. So G Peter needed to know who he was before he could go do what he was called to do. Divine identity must precede purposeful function. So your identity, the revelation of who you are, leads must be revealed to you before the function can be executed. And so God calls us to do things, but we can't go do it until we know who we are. Because if we try to go do it without knowing who we are, then there won't be any power in it because the anointing flows through the authentic. You know, you've met people that are trying to do something that they don't really know. What, they don't even know what they're doing, right? But when you know who you are, you can go do it with a, with another level of confidence, with another... I, listen, when I preach the, the gospel, when, when I'm preaching the gospel, I am in my most comfortable state when I'm standing behind the pulpit or I'm standing in front of God's people. And when I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, or even like now, right now in front of the camera, when I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm in my most comfortable state. And, and when I'm operating in this level, I, I, I have no uh, trepidation, right? I, I, I have no uh, fear or doubt or unbelief. I, I'm operating with a level of confidence that is uncommon because I know who I am and I know that I'm doing what I'm called to do because I know who I am and because I know what I'm called to do and because I know the grace is there, then grace and peace and multiply. I get to walk in with God and I get to do what I'm called to do with a level of confidence. Now for you, that could be something, whatever it is that you're called to do, run a beauty salon, be a brick mason, be a mechanic, be a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse, whatever it is that you're called to do, you do it when you know who you are with a level of confidence. Why? Because you are operating as your authentic self. In a minute, I'm going to explain to you that Peter didn't know who he was until Jesus revealed it to him. I didn't know who I was until Jesus revealed it to me. So your, your divine identity and your divine assignment are inextricably linked, right? But while it is true, let me just make this last point before I, I move on to number two. Your, your being must precede your doing. But when you, when you understand who you are, you do need to get to doing it, right? So it would be a shame for you to get a revelation of who you are and then not go do what God has called you to do. I believe that there are far too many Christians who have spent years discovering who they are, but they, they foolishly allow their journey to end at identity. Say this out loud. My journey will not end at identity, right? So, so, so me knowing who I am, that's one thing. But once I know who I am, I need to go do what God has called me to do. So if your journey just ends at identity, oh God, now I can die because I discover who I am. No, you discover who you are so you can go do what God has called you to do. The purpose of getting a revelation of who Jesus is 
And so you could get a revelation of who you are, and then so you could spend the rest of your life doing what God has called you to do. In Ephesians 2 and 10, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus, God made us new creations so that we would spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God has called us to do from the foundations of the world. So, so my journey cannot end at identity. It must proceed to function. Say amen to that. All right, number two, when Peter discovered his true identity, he discovered himself as well. So let me explain. The Bible says, uh, this is Matthew chapter 16. The Bible says, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? He says, listen, let me give you the answer to the test, even in the question. But I want to know something, guys. You guys have been walking with me for three years. Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? I'm giving you the answer to the test. And they said, well, well, Jesus, some say, and there's always going to be some some says, there's always going to be some people that will that will misidentify you. There's always going to be some people say, who does he think he is? Who does she think he is? He's only this. He's only that. She's only this. She's only that. Here's the good news. They cannot define you because they did not design you. <laughs> Glory to God. And so, no, no. They was like, well, some say thou art Elijah, John the Baptist, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He was like, well, that's what they say. I know who I am. But what, who do you who do you say that I am? Because you guys have been walking with me for all of these years. And Simon, the Bible says, Simon, the son of Jonah, Simon, the fisherman, said, oh, you are the Messiah. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So, so God used Simon, the son of Jonah, Simon, the fisherman, to properly identify Jesus, right? Jesus knew who he was, but he, was one, he wanted to know if the disciples knew who he was. And his true identity was, I am the son of God. At that point, Jesus was performing miracles. He was causing the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise. And still, people thought he was just a good man. People thought he was a good prophet. But they, they many didn't believe that he was the Messiah. And so, so he's asking, who do, you, who do you say that I am? And Simon, the son of Jonah, got a revelation of who Jesus was. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So, so because he properly identified Jesus... Look at what Jesus did. Jesus, in turn, did the same thing for Simon. He says, okay, Simon the fisherman, this man has been known as Simon the fisherman all his life. And so he says, okay, well, since you identified me, Simon, now I'm going to properly identify you. So from now on, watch this. He says, you are Peter. Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah. No one taught you that. You just got a, a revelation, a download from another world. My father, which is in heaven, revealed to you who I really am. And the revelation of who I am is now going to lead to the revelation of who you are. So I tell you, you are Peter. See, God's plans for Simon involved him taking on a new name and a new role. Simon the fisherman later became Peter the apostle, right? He became the leader of the first century church. Here's my point. When you discover Jesus you discover yourself. When you get a revelation of who Jesus is, then you get a revelation of who you are. The person who wrote the passage that we've been studying, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, this, this person that keeps writing through the knowledge of God, grace and peace will be multiplied through the knowledge of God. As you get a revelation of the promises through the knowledge of God, why was he saying that? Why was he saying it? Because he was saying, when I got the knowledge of God, when I got the revelation of God, I got a revelation of me and it changed my life forever. See, his life was changed. He received knowledge of Jesus. And when he received knowledge of Jesus, he received knowledge of self. See, when you properly identify Jesus, he will properly identify you. Say amen to that. All right, I'm building my case. I'm building my case. Number three, 
I can identify with Peter's experience of discovering himself when he discovered Jesus. I'm going to make it personal real quick. I'll just talk about me for a minute. So um, when I came to Christ, I can identify with Peter. I got born again when I was 23. When I gave my life to Christ at 23, I really had no idea who I was or what I was going to be doing with, with my life. For example, right now, uh, Command Sergeant Major retired, McKinley Curtis, Charlie Mike is on, is watching the live stream. Uh, Charlie Mike, you, you probably don't remember this, but you were the president of the board when I went to the E6 board. So when I walked in and I was a Sergeant E5 uh, Pena, and I walked in to that uh, board in 327 Signal Battalion, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and I knocked on the door and I, and I reported to Charlie Mike and I was like, bam, Sergeant Major, you know, uh, uh, Sergeant Pena reports to the president of the board as directed. At that point in my life, I was, I made E5 at 20 years old. I made E6 at 22 years old. But even at that point in my life, I didn't know who I was. Like I was, I was a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I was brash. I was arrogant. I wanted to fight. I cursed every third word. And I had no idea what I was going to be doing with my life. I had plans. I had ideas, but I didn't know who I was. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I was lost. I mean, I had, I had this destiny that was there that God placed in me from the foundations of the world. And I was ignorant of it. At that point in my life, I had no idea who I was. But then I gave my life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus August 27, 1995 in Camp Doha, Kuwait. And so when I gave my life to Jesus in the back of the chapel in Camp Doha in Kuwait as a staff sergeant, 23 years old, within days of that experience, within days of me being born again, I remember being in my CHU. A CHU stands for Containerized Housing Unit, basically a shipping container. I was living in a shipping container in Kuwait, and, and I, was, I was in that shipping container, and I, I remember saying to God, I just got saved. I remember saying to God, I said, God, I want to preach, I want to teach, I want to pastor. Now, days earlier, I had none of those desires, but I gave my life to Jesus. And the revelation of who Jesus is led to the revelation of who I am. I'm 23 years old. I've been saved for just a few days. And I had this insatiable desire to preach the word of God. I had this insatiable desire. Listen, I, I went to the, the guy that led me to Christ, Leo Jacobs. I said, I said, Jake, man, what do I need to do? The day after I got born again, I got born again at like 10 o'clock at night. The next morning we got in my vehicle. And we drove down to downtown Kuwait, the National Evangelical Church of Kuwait. He told me I needed to buy a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. I needed to have a Vines Expository Dictionary for Hebrew and Greek. I needed to have a uh, Unger's Concordance. I needed to have you know, all of these things. And I bought it all and I devoured the word. And nine months after I got born again, I preached my first sermon. I was preaching within nine months. Six months after I got born again, I taught my first Bible study. I taught Bible study six months later. I preached my first sermon nine months later. Why? I devoured the word. Why? Because I discovered myself. I didn't know who I was. 
But 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 the 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 revelation of who Jesus is led to the revelation of who I am. Listen, even today, I wear lots of hats and we all wear lots of hats. Uh, you know, I have been identified by a lot of things in my life. At that point, I was identified as a soldier or a non-commissioned officer. Later, I was identified as an army officer, or I could be identified as an IT professional or an expert. I could be identified as a brother, a son, a husband, a father. I could be identified as the leader of a nonprofit, an executive. I oversee a church. I sit on boards. I provide counsel. I do a bunch of stuff. I I wear a lot of hats, but the main hat, the the the, the underlying identity that, that 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 is the substratum of them all is that I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. It didn't matter. I've worn a lot of hats. I've had a lot of titles, but I am a man of God first. Even when I was in the army, I was the army CTO. By the grace of God, I, I, I represented the army in all of these forms, and I let people know the army is not who I am. The army is what I do. I'm a man of God first. I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ first. That's what I'm called. Now, I can wear a lot of hats, but my identity is fixed. I know who I am. See, when I gave my life to Christ in Kuwait, discovering Jesus led to me discovering myself. Preaching the gospel, being a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ has become the predominant desire and the passion of my life. I don't get paid to do this. I don't even take money for it. When, when I go preach somewhere and they give me money, the money goes straight into the ministry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, I do it because I'm called to do it. I'm doing it because I love it. I'm doing it because it's my passion. It's, it's my calling. It's my identity. When my feet hit the ground in the morning, my calling is calling me. And nobody, I, nobody has to pump me and prime me to come down to my office to get this word and to communicate this word to you. When I discovered Jesus, I discovered myself. I, I discovered what I would be doing for the rest of my life. The revelation of who Jesus is has led to the revelation of who I am. And what happened for Peter, it happened for me. And I pray that it would happen for you. Hallelujah. Say amen to that. All right. Number four, last one for today. I'm telling you this, I felt this word this morning. You have a divine identity but you are ignorant of it until you get a revelation of who Jesus is. You, 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 listen, you were born with a divine identity, but you're ignorant of it until you get a revelation of who Jesus is. The day that Jesus looked at Simon, Simon actually means unstable. And the day that, that Jesus looked at the unstable man and said, hey, you are Peter, and Peter means rock. Jesus was telling Simon, the unstable man. I've called you to be a rock. I, I, he was saying, listen, you have been a fisher of fish. Now you're going to be a fisher of men. Listen, you, you have been Simon the fisherman. You, you're going to be called to be Peter the apostle. He was living his life with one identity. And, and then he got born again, or he, he came into the revelation of who Jesus was. And then he got the real identity, the identity that God created for him from the foundations of the world. For you, the names may not be Simon and Peter. God, God may not even change your name. But the point remains the same. You lived all your life like I did with one ID. And then when you get born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you the plans that God made for you from the foundations of the world, you then get to live the remainder of your days with your divine identity. And your grace is connected to that ID. And your success is connected to that ID. And the impact that you're called to make in this world is connected to that ID. The, listen, the question is, are you going to accept it? Are you? That's why Jesus said, no, if, 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 if any man comes after me, listen, Jesus was clear about this. He's like, like I'm not trying to, I, I, I'm being clear about this, guys. If you want to be my disciple, 
If you want to come after me, you must pick up the cross that is given to you for following me. There's a cross associated with your assignment. You must die in order to live. He says, if you try to follow me and hold on to your own life, if you try to follow me and hold on to your own your old identity, if you say, I want to be a Christian, but I don't want to change. You say, I want to be a disciple of Jesus, but I still want to keep my, my life the way it is. And I don't want to change anything. Jesus says, if you try to hold on to your old life, then you're going to lose. You don't, you don't even know what you're doing because you, you can't move forward looking back. But if you give up your old life for me and you pick up your cross daily and follow me and you die to self and you yield to me and you die to sin and you die to selfishness and you follow me, I'm going to give you a life. No, it may not be the life you planned. It may not be the life you wanted. You may not be doing the things that you thought, but I'm telling you, you'll be doing the things that I planned for you from the foundations of the world. And these are good plans. These are plans to give you a future and a hope. And listen, everything that you need to be who it is that I've called you to be is already stored up. Now, uh, to this point, you've been trying to do everything on your own. You've been earning everything by the sweat of your brow. But now I, 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 you come to me and you start walking in your divine assignment and there's, I will breathe on you and there's grace on you and you will walk in grace and favor and favor could do more in a minute than your labor can do in a lifetime. And so if you walk with me and I walk with you, I will open doors for you. I will give you wisdom from above. I will, I will bless the work of your hands. Why? Because now you get to do what I called you to do from the foundations of the world. Your life, son, daughter, is not about you. Your life, son, daughter, should be all about me. That's what God says. Say amen to that. That's the grace life. That's how we're called to live. I mean, I felt like preaching today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Oh my God, I felt like preaching this morning. I hope that this was a blessing to you. Listen, I need you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your grace and my requirement to live by faith. In order to live effectively by faith, I must accept the plans that you made for me by grace. I was born with a destiny that I was ignorant of. I was born with a calling that I was oblivious to. But the revelation of who Jesus is has led to a revelation of who I am. I am who you say I am. I can and will do what you birthed me to do. I see myself the way you see me. I believe what you believe about me. I lived all my life with one idea, but now you have revealed to me who I am. I believe it. I embrace it. I become it. I spend the remainder of my days walking out the plans you made for me before the world began. I know who I am. And I shall not be moved by people or circumstances. I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. As good as it was, tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So, so you need to meditate on this word today. This is a message you might need to listen to again. This is a message you need to share with your friends today. This is today's word Please apply it and prosper. If Listen, if you're not getting my notes, go to Today's Word. You want the notes. You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all 
my notes in your email inbox every day for free. You know friends that say, how do you sign up? Sign them up. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in their email address, sign them up. They're going to get all my notes for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat. Uh, if this message has been a blessing to you, I like to read those comments. Uh, and then share this message right now, please, on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabel and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabel and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.